its neutrons, spinning at over 1,000 revolutions a second. The original magnetic field of the star had stayed trapped in the highly conductive collapsing cloud of star stuff. Like the sunspot pattern on the original star, the magnetic field was not aligned with the spin axis of the neutron star, but was sticking out at an odd angle. One magnetic pole was very concentrated, and a little above the equator. The other, really a group of poles, was on the opposite side of the star. Part of its complex pattern was below the equator, but most of it was in the northern hemisphere. The almost solid trillion Gauss magnetic fields reaching out from the two magnetic poles of the rapidly spinning star tore into the glowing debris remaining from the supernova explosion. Driven by the rapid rotation of the ultra-dense sphere, the magnetic fields threw the massive clouds of ions away from the star in scintillating gouts. Like a Fourth of July pinwheel on the loose, the neutron star accelerated off to the south, directly toward its nearby neighbor, Sol, the magnetic propeller leaving a glowing wake streaming out behind. After a short while, the plasma density became thinner, and the rocket action stopped. But by then, the star had achieved a respectable proper motion of 30 kilometers per second, or one light year every 10,000 years. A tiny wanderer jaywalking across the star lanes of the galaxy. Time, 495,000 B.C. As the neutron star spun its way through space, the debris it attracted by its gravitational field fell inward. When the interstellar material approached to within a few thousand kilometers of the 20-kilometer diameter ball, it was heated and stripped of its electrons by the intense gravity and the whirling magnetic fields. The ionized plasma then fell in elongated blobs toward the star, its velocity reaching one quarter of the speed of light as it struck the crust in the east and west magnetic polar regions. The bombarded crust responded with flares of charged particles that shot back out into space, gaining speed and radiating pulses of radio energy as the spinning magnetic field lines whipped them outward. Inflated by the pulsating radiation and streams of hot plasma from the spinning star, the cloud of gas from the original supernova explosion continued to expand at a speed of 1% that of light. After 5,000 years, the front of the shock wave passed through the solar system. For a thousand years, the shielding magnetic fields of the sun and earth were buffeted by the invisible hurricane-force interstellar winds. The wiggling magnetic field lines lost their ability to keep the dangerous high-energy cosmic ray particles away from the fragile Earth. The ozone layer in the upper atmosphere collapsed, and the life forms on Earth were subjected to a harrowing barrage of mutating radiation. When the millennia-long storm finally waned, a new species of nearly hairless humanoids had emerged on Earth. The original band was small, but the individuals were smart. They used their intelligence to control things around them, 
instead of letting nature and the strong muscled have their way. It wasn't too long before their ancestors were the only humanoids left on the planet. Time, 3000 B.C. Traveling at its leisurely pace of one light year every 10,000 years, the neutron star began to approach the solar system. The intelligent beings who had been born in its baptism of invisible fire a half million years ago had progressed to the point at which they began seriously to study the heavens. The neutron star glowed with a white-hot heat, but it was too tiny to be seen by mere human eyes. Although many times hotter than the sun, the neutron star was not a hot ball of gas. Instead, the 67 billion g gravity field of the star had compressed its blazing matter into a